All right, welcome back to the Yukon Gold podcast with William Summer. Yukon Gold is all about creating a sustainable future for everyone on planet Earth. We help people to reach their full potential by delivering the gold standard in renewable energy design and education. Please follow, like, and subscribe on your favorite podcast or YouTube platform. And check us out at yukongoldenergy.com. Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about something that is, well, it's been something in my life that's affected uh, myself, uh, my mother specifically, and a lot of other people that I grew up with. Uh, And it's very controversial. And I tend not to talk about it that much uh, because it is such a heartfelt topic. And that is the Site C Clean Energy Project. I'm going to put clean in quotation marks. And I it's the third and hopefully final hydroelectric generating station on the Peace River in Northeast British Columbia, where I grew up. Um, Geographically speaking, uh, we're very close to Alberta. And it would provide 1.1 or 100, so 1100 megawatts of of energy and produce about 500, 5100 gigawatt hours of electricity per year and enough energy to power the equivalent of 4500 homes per year. Now, this has been an ongoing uh, project since. 2010 and now has come into fruition in 2020-21 and they are going ahead full steam ahead with this project Um, I'm not going to say I necessarily agree with it uh, because I don't I think it was an ill-conceived project and now it's going to be costing upwards of $20 billion to finish. And they're, you know, very behind schedule. Now, how has it affected me personally? Uh, Well, for one thing, uh, my mother had to leave her house of the last 10 years. I mean, she got a buyout, but you know what? It's very emotional having to leave your house and a lot of other people are the same. Uh, Not to mention there is berm construction going on in Hudson's Hope right now. Uh, Overall, it's very disruptive. Uh, They have essentially uh, destroyed the valley uh, for any any resemblance of what it used to look like. Um, all the trees are logged on all the islands. Uh, the route for the highway will be changed. Um, the project started in summer of 2015 and the generators are set to be online in the year 2024. And the project is supposed to be completed by the year 2025. So four years. Um, they've just now put the diversion tunnels in. But um, 
as I said, it was ill-conceived and poorly executed, I think. And it's unfortunately a waste of taxpayers' money. From my perspective, there are definitely better ways of generating electricity. Um, we are moving towards a distributed grid model, meaning that if you look at the production of electricity, it'll be moving away from large generating stations uh, such as this and moving towards you know people having their own sources of generation whether that be solar panels on your house which i am a strong advocate of doesn't necessarily have to be on your house you know if you have a rural property or uh, a decent backyard you could always put a solar ground mount or a solar tracker those are very popular uh, and even micro hydro and micro or micro wind these are these are this is the way of the future we're going to be moving from a centralized electrical model towards a distributed grid um, my main beef with bc hydro over this besides the flooding of uh 9,000 hectares of of land and disrupting a lot of of people's livelihoods is uh, the project itself is it's it's not really needed uh, we have an abundance of electrical generation in the province and this is just a mega project to potentially bankrupt the province and at a cost to the taxpayers as I said before of 20 billion dollars is the new estimation now you know there has also been the concerns of the agricultural productive land and overall environmental impact not to mention the First Nations treaty rights at issue Now, I'm not saying that it's not going to produce jobs because it will, you know, there, there are jobs, you know, but they're, they're selected, they're select jobs and you have to really be on the inside track in order to, to get them. And they're only for a limited time. They're only for five, five years, 10 years. Once the station is operating, it, it'll require less than a hundred people to, to look after. Um, now that we're at this, this place of no return, uh, why it is so disturbing is that, as I said, there, there's really no, no room in British Columbia for other models of clean energy, whether that be solar, wind, or hydro, um, BZ Hydro, unfortunately, has really scaled back the net metering program. There are, uh, unfortunately, not as many incentives in British Columbia to produce your own power. I mean, you get paid for nine, nine, nine cents a kilowatt hour, and it will get credited to your bill. Uh, but unless you were grandfathered into the previous net metering agreement, 
uh, or if you're a producer over 30 kilowatt hours or 30 kilowatts, pardon me, unless you're become a micro uh, IPP, independent power producer. In British Columbia, there's uh, not great incentives as a regular consumer uh, or residential user to distribute your own power. And I, and I, I, I want people to be producing their own power. I want people to have Tesla walls. I want people to, you know, start going electric. Um, but unfortunately, at least in British Columbia, it's it's not really a great market right now. There are way more incentives on the Alberta side of the border right now for solar, uh, especially if you live in in uh, in certain centers such as Edmonton or Calgary. There's been municipal uh, tax credits you can claim for your power, and even rebates you can claim for getting getting a solar installation uh, on your house. Now, moving forward, what I'd like to see from the provincial government is more incentives to regulate BC Hydro and and more incentives for people to, to produce their own power. Uh, we have an NDP government, NDP government right now uh, so there is there is potential for a new new incentives to come out, but it really has to come from the taxpayers, from the people moving forward. Uh, the other place, as I've talked about before, is the Yukon, and the reason the Yukon is such an interesting. Uh, place for renewable energy is that they rely a lot of the time especially in the isolated communities on diesel generation and they want to move away from fossil fuels to either solar wind hydro or even natural gas uh, in some instances and their grid is not connected to the rest of north america so this partially is about advocating for an interconnection, an intertie with, with the Yukon. I think it would make a lot of sense, uh, especially now since, oh, BC, BC has such an, uh, gonna have, is going to have such an abundance of electricity. You know, where are we gonna export it to? Uh, we could be exporting to, well, it's gonna be exported, a lot of it to the United States, unfortunately. This is how BC Hydro makes a lot of its overhead a lot of its profit margins come from selling power on the open market uh to producers to <clears throat> to uh consumers such as california uh and the western united states but i i see a future where we're going to be generating our own power is something I advocate for um, just because I honestly don't know where where the world is going in the next five to ten years uh, the year 2030 is almost nine years away but on the path that we're going right now 
and I and I I want to call myself an optimist. Most of the time, I am. But I I see ourselves on the path that we're going right now, to 2030. If we keep going down this path,、um, if something significant doesn't change,、uh, we could be heading for our own.、Uh, I don't want to say annihilation or self-destruction, but the abundance that we have now could be certainly curtailed. Quite significantly, if we don't do something to become more, as I like to say, Tao-centered in the world, where we start not just taking care of ourselves, but we actually take care of our neighbors and other people around us, and it, it's it becomes a a go-giver mindset versus what can I get out of this,、uh, and that's something that. I'm addressing both in my personal and professional life.、Um, I don't want to build something that is self-centered、uh, around me and what I want out of life. I want something that is going to serve other people and make the world a better place. And that is honestly what this podcast and eventually Yukon Gold partnership is all about. We are going to be philanthropic in nature, and it is about creating a sustainable future for everyone on planet Earth, not just North America.、Uh, we want to help people to reach their full potential by del- delivering the gold standard in renewable energy design, education, and infrastructure. So, if you follow this podcast.、Uh, Please like, share, and subscribe. It's very much in its infancy right now, but I see it blossoming, blossoming into something great and phenomenal. That's the path I'm going down.、Uh, I'm really not in it for myself. I'm here to help others and make the world a better, better place.、Uh, I really want to see a future where there's a distributed grid model for energy. And there are incentives for the average person and consumer to to buy buy solar, go go solar, buy wind, have a micro generator on their property, and you know throw on a couple Tesla power walls just for backups in case the grid goes down. You want to be able to be energy self sufficient by 2030. Uh, this is a good goal to have for the next seven years. Make sure that you're prepared for a future that might not necessarily be in the best the best timeline.、Uh, there are challenges ahead that I see for the next ten to twenty five years, and these are something we're going to have to overcome as a species on this planet. And we're going to have to learn to become more down-centered and start taking care of each other, versus just k- taking care of a small minority of the population.、Uh, North America has experienced a great period of prosperity for the last 50 years, and we are now potentially heading into <clears throat> a period of decline. And I don't want to. 
sound alarmist, but this is something that I think about and I want people to take in consideration. What I'm saying is hedge your bets and don't take anything at face value. I know we're going through a difficult time right now with COVID-19, but that soon shall pass. And I see, I see a bright future if we make the right choices now uh, versus waiting for something cataclysmic to happen to us. All right. This has been Will from the Yukon Gold Podcast. Please like, follow, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. And please check us out at yukongoldenergy.com. The website will be live very shortly. Um, Thank you for your time and have a great rest of your day. It's Will again. I just want to preface the end of this episode with the fact it's Valentine's Day. And if you haven't sent a message or texted, called, or just generally told the person that you love and care about the most in the world how you feel, you should go do that now. All right. Have yourself a great and wonderful Sunday. Cheers.